0: Hello, and welcome to the Soulful Valley Podcast, now globally ranked and listened to in more than 30 countries worldwide. If you're a regular listener, thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. If you're new here and don't know me yet, I'm your host, Katie Carey, a disabled entrepreneur, independent publisher of books that matter, and an international best selling author, and of course, the host of this globally ranked podcast. I help metaphysical coaches and healers gain confidence, clarity, raise their visibility and their credibility, giving them the opportunity to shine their light brighter so that the people they are here to serve can find them. I do this by creating opportunities for them to become best-selling authors in my multi-author and solo book projects. I also offer one-to-one mentorship services to help spiritual business owners find and unlock their limiting beliefs. In this podcast, I'll be sharing wisdom from myself, coaches, authors and energy healers that could be just what you need to transform your life today. You can connect with me via the contact Katie button at my website at
1: www.soulfulvalley.com.
0: Already, it's time to start because nothing's going to, to you. Hello and welcome to the one-year anniversary of the Soulful Valley podcast. And today we've got a very special uh, episode. Today I've asked one of my previous guests from series one to come and interview me for a change. So, welcome, Katish.
1: Thank you, Katie, and congratulations. Happy birthday for the podcast. Thank you.
0: It's exciting, isn't it? It's flown by. I can't believe how quickly it's
1: gone. I'm flabbergasted it's been a year already. Absolutely amazed that (laughs) one year of your life goes just like that, doesn't it?
0: I've loved every minute of it as well, so... Yeah. Well,
1: congratulations on Soulful Valley podcast's first birthday. Thank you. And thank, thank you for inviting me to ask you some questions. Let's turn the table and yeah. uh, ask you some questions about your journey. So let's go back in time. Before you started Soulful Valley, we had to come up with a seed of an idea. Now, not everybody in the world sits there and thinks, oh, I might just start a podcast. I mean, there are a lot of podcasts out there, but really when you think about the number of people there are on this earth and then the number of podcasts there are, it's actually really quite a small proportion. And then so what makes a woman named Katie Carey suddenly think that she might like to start a podcast? Wow.
0: I just happened to be scrolling through Facebook and somebody had shared a five-day podcast challenge and just suddenly my soul felt that (laughs) and I thought wow this is something I could I could really do hold on a minute I mean we're in the middle of the COVID lockdown here a couple of months into it we we started lockdown in March and I came across this challenge in May and I and I just thought hang on a minute this um I could really do this because I I had all of these, all of these subjects that I'm quite knowledgeable in. I've got lots of connections and I happen to have the right equipment sitting here because a couple of years before I'd done a radio, um, a radio producing, uh, radio presenting interview, uh, interview course. I'm losing it now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I uh, I did a radio presenting course just for the fun of it. And when I was a teenager, I'd worked with in Radio 4 in, on radio plays as an actress. So there's a bit of a, you know, there's a bit of a, ooh, audio. I loved it then. And I just thought, I've got all the right equipment. These ideas were coming to me during the challenge. And I thought, I think I need to do this. I think this is something I should do. And then I was uh, in a business course with Joanna Hunter. And she did one of her live I think it was a live energy clinic and I said what should I focus on and she said focus on the podcast because I had all these other ideas as well all these coaching courses that I wanted to create lots of things were, were flying about that that I've been thinking about but she said yeah do the podcast because I'd already been talking about the idea so I did
1: I remember when you announced that you were going to do a podcast and it blew my socks off because I was like, hang on, that's not part of the formula of the course we're doing. There's nowhere here on a piece of paper that says thou shalt do a podcast. I'm like, where does that fit into it? Like, that's not part of the, the framework. Like, what are you doing, Katie? Like, don't you do that, you silly little girl. You'll fall off the wagon and you won't get all these other things done. Well, fool be me like oh yeah I didn't see that one coming at all I was like oh like nobody I knew was doing a podcast from from the business group no one so I was like wow what I I just um, felt
0: it I felt it in my soul I really felt it but I knew that it would be too much if I was trying to do all these other things as well mm, mm, so I think mm. Joanna saying focus on the podcast she knew as well that I was disabled and you know had health issues and uh and because generally she doesn't say focus on one thing does she but she did for me mm. focus on mm. the podcast and then I was thinking well how am I going to make money through the podcast <laughs> all of my income streams had stopped because of covid people weren't I had an ebay store people weren't buying from I was already using the brand name soulful valley though before the podcast because yes. I'd set it up um 2018 july 2018 because i had bought a self-publishing package from balboa press and i wanted to be an author and because i knew that i wanted to set up a coaching business online because i i was running a charity a mental health charity with alternative therapies and i knew that i wanted i'd come across all of you doing things online as well and lots of other people and i thought i should be doing this and uh so Soulful Valley had already been born, but I wasn't quite sure what I was doing with
1: that. <laughs> yeah. Even yeah, because I don't remember. <laughs> I don't think you even had a website, did you? It was just the name and your eBay store was Soulful Valley, wasn't it? Is that right? Uh, Yeah. 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 Okay. And um, now to an outside observer, it looks like, you could just click a button and record and launch a po- podcast, but it's not really that simple, is it? And I know that you did a, uh, a, this challenge first yeah. um, to learn about podcasting. So it's kind of like, um, I think, wanting to do a synchronised swimming piece before you even know how to swim. But you just jumped into the deep end and said, I shall be graceful and coordinated and synchronized and it will work. So you have a lot of trust in yourself which a lot of people don't have. But tell us a little bit about what's the process of even prepping to get a podcast organized. You know you have all these ideas in your head but it has to materialize and you have to plan. Give us a little bit of an insight into how your life changed when you went okay I'm going to do that, I'm going to become a podcaster, um, I'm going to use my skills but what next? How did it affect your daily life and what did you have to, to learn to do and who did you need to reach out to? Talk, show us a little bit of the, the uh, behind the scenes on how Katie's life changed on a day-to-day basis or a monthly basis when Katie decided, I'm going to be a podcasting person.
0: Right. Well, first of all, <clears throat> I said yes to the person who ran the five-day challenge who had a podcast membership because mm-hmm. she had videos to help with each step of the way i know i couldn't have done it without that it w- it was so valuable so i joined that membership and and i worked my way through it and and she made it so so easy to follow like i said i already had all the equipment that wasn't even a problem trying to find the right equipment because i'd um worked on a few projects with a local musician who's uh, an engineer as well he'd told me what equipment to get when I wanted to create meditation music for the meditations I'd planned to create which I still haven't created yet (laughs) 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 so it's sitting there for that really but um, yeah so so none of that was an issue and then some people were just going in and doing, you know, a ten-minute chat themselves. There were some people who who did the podcast all by themselves, and I just thought, but I've got all these people surrounding me that know things that I think should be shared. So I started to ask the people that were around me who I could see coaching if they wanted to be a guest like yourself, and then it just grew from there. And I've just loved those conversations and loved the the wisdom and the education that was there to share, and. Uh, you know, originally I started with a script of questions, but eventually that went right out of the window because that felt too fake. <laughs> it didn't yeah, feel natural. Yeah. So I wanted it to be more intuitive that, you know, we have conversations that are quite natural. um You know, some podcasts as well have got rules that you can't ask, you can't say certain things and can't ask certain questions and you're not to oh. plug unless you're asked and things like that. So I didn't no, want I, it to I be did. like that because I want to share. I want people to be sharing what they've got to put out in the world not to Mm. hide thinking that every time they talk about it it's spam which is what you know some people are made to feel like that aren't they
1: have i answered your question there (laughs) you have you have um so but one of the things that was really interesting katie to me was that you know you said you were going to do this and then you went away and you learned the skills and you started talking to people but there was one key thing that happened that also you know Expanded the size of my brain in terms of wonder was when you launched the podcast, right? It wasn't just a here we go, I'm just going to sneakily press publish, and you know, maybe one person and my mum and my aunt and my sister and my cousin down the road will listen to it. No, 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 Katy Carey doesn't do that. Katy Carey does big launches. And you were globally ranked within a really short period of time, wasn't it? I don't think the global ranking came that quickly. but It felt like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just that time has gone so fast, hasn't it? But I think the global, the first global ranking came, um, where are we, earlier this, I don't know, maybe springtime? Okay. Because I remember, when did Joanna launch her podcast? I remember we I'd reached 5% and then I noticed that she had as well. So we were both yep. like saying twins (laughs) we were twins (laughs) but um but but yeah part of the membership again taught us how to launch so i was talking and sharing about this podcast for eight weeks before it was launched so it's quite a big from when i did the challenge in may i didn't launch until a year ago now so late october so i was talking about it and i could see other people with podcasts that i knew who didn't share their they weren't sharing their podcast I was thinking why aren't you sharing your podcast more why aren't you like really pushing it out (laughs) I couldn't understand that because I felt oh it's such a great I think it's a wonderful a wonderful um thing to have created so I don't see the point on having a podcast and only my mum listening to it my mum doesn't listen to it but you know (laughs) she she hasn't got the tech to work that one out yet but you know I don't see the point in creating something and keeping it going for this long uh if you don't love it you don't want to share it there isn't is there I don't think there is
1: no there isn't but there is that there has to be that trust in self and um you have to need to be uh, really comfortable with being visible because there's one thing recording an episode where you and I are chatting and you can press publish and essentially that could be it, right? But you've been very actively promoting the the podcast and that's all about being comfortable with being visible and really pushing um, the energy of the podcast out there so that people can, say, can see, I'm going to stand behind my product and my product is here to help. So um, I want more and more people to participate as guests and I want people to listen to it. It's it's a service to everybody else but not everybody has that confidence and so that's one of the things that um I really have enjoyed watching is that the more episodes you've done and the more guests you've had the more confident you've become and the more more and more that you've actually been able to naturally promote the podcast because you've really just enjoyed it. It's been really fun for you is my sense of understanding. It's not like this mm, must do Oh, you know marketing 101 must have a po- podcast right god here we go again you know it's mm-hmm. it's not being yeah, it that energy wasn't,
0: it definitely wasn't about that it was about it was about the connection of doing something of blending all of the things that i love i used to be an actress i used to work in audio i used to you know all of it it's all creative for me and of course i'm passionate about educating people that in subjects that are going to help them mentally and emotionally so it's all been for the love for me I haven't you know hasn't been about any anything else and I've been in a lot of podcast groups where all people are concerned about is how they're going to monetize it and that's the and and you can see that they're not loving it it they're just kind mm-hmm. of push push it up the hill but uh, yeah I've definitely loved it and the thing about the visibility I didn't like video interviews or facebook lives because i have health conditions that sometimes i look like crap (laughs) i feel exhausted do i really want to be putting myself out on video but what the podcast did it gave me so much um, confidence that my recent series i started doing them on video and putting the videos everywhere as well as the podcast so it's it's really built my my confidence in showing up regardless
1: yep Yeah that's fantastic. And so Katie um I was trying to do the calculations but it seems like there's somewhere around 74 episodes that you've done roughly
0: you know, I've lost count I, I saw it when it got yeah, to 67 because like... that's spiritually a number for me <laughs> but I've been so right. on it with my recent project that I've I yes. been putting them out and I have lost count <laughs> oh.
1: well after this you're going to have to go back so that and count them so that when we get to 100 episodes you can oh yeah we need, I need to do another one yeah I do yeah so um what I wanted to ask you about was we were talking a little bit earlier tell us about the stats of where the podcast has got to because that's an interesting story as well so stats and who's listening
0: we got to uh globally ranked in the top two percent which is brilliant because i've only seen other podcasters around me do that who've paid for the vip service one-to-one which I wasn't in a position to do that I just went into the the membership or people that have you know massive followings so I was chuffed with that and
1: so Katie what does that actually mean the top two percent what does that mean to somebody um, okay no idea
0: the top two percent of uh actually listened to podcasts in the world so there's lots of people out there who've got podcasts that are not being listened to But we're ranked. They rank from ten percent upwards of who's actually being listened to and downloaded.
1: Yes, because there's lots of podcasts that start, get to about seven episodes, and then they die. Yeah, they give up. Yeah, yeah, give up. So active listening, so fabulous. And congratulations. And and where are people tuning in from?
0: Well, um, we've got. We we actually cover. Six continents. I worked out wow. this morning and we've got over 30 countries listening but the top five countries in this order who listen are the usa the uk germany australia and new zealand who very recently came on to, to listen because of my okay. recent new project
1: yeah, recent project. Yeah, fabulous. So go the Aussies and the Kiwis. We're we're in there as well. But how fabulous to think that you know a year ago you mightn't have known or dreamed that you could your reach could be to Australia and New Zealand because it's a long way away from where you are.
0: Yeah, and and here's some of the other countries that's quite shocking that uh, that I've reached. Um, I'm reaching South Africa, Brazil, Vietnam. Japan, it's like, whoa, uh, that, that, lots of countries in Europe and the United Arab Emirates.
1: Okay, there you go. Mm. So the wonders of technology. And I think that possibly, I'm not, not sure what your thoughts are, but the, the whole world being in lockdown over the past um, little while has meant that people have been consuming podcasts more than usual, haven't they? That really needed the company and the hope and the inspiration and and ideas um, to keep them going through an abnormal period in their life.
0: Absolutely. And it is another reason I did it because, because having run a charity around mental health, I understood how COVID and the lockdowns were affecting people mentally. So that was another thing that made me think, I need to do this. People need this. People need inspiration. People need... Personal development people need because people who've already been in this world were rocked by that. <laughs> you know, some mm. of us have been in the personal development world for years, and are quite quite strong mentally and emotionally, but we've been rocked by it. So it, I, I felt the whole thing. I, th- I felt like it was important.
1: Yeah, it is, and uh, no better way than to reach out to people when you can't physically be there to help them, and especially after your charity closing, is to to be able to do something that. Um you don't need to be physically present and you don't don't need to distribute anything to help people. It's 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 helping people through them listening. So it's a, a very powerful
0: And you're not pushing stuff out like, like we are on social media either. People are coming to listen. They want to listen. Mm-hmm. So they're seeking the information, aren't they? They're seeking they're seeking what we've got. So that that's another thing. That that feels good, that I'm attracting the people who need it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I know that my um, listening has dramatically changed over the last year and a half. Here in Australia, we haven't um, had the extent of lockdown, well, in the state that I live in. Let me Put that disclaimer I don't live in Melbourne, the most lockdown city in the world, but I live in Queensland, the sunshine state, and uh, in Brisbane. And we really haven't had that much of a lockdown situation, so I'm still driving everywhere. And um, what has changed for me is that I no longer even turn the radio on, I haven't turned the radio on for a long time. Um, I own, when I get in the car, the first thing I do is open my podcast player and I listen to a podcast wherever I'm going because it it stops for you. And if I I live two minutes down the road from Coles, uh, that's a supermarket, and I drive down there and I listen to an episode and stop, get out, do my grocery shopping, come back, drive two minutes back up the road, and I'm s- still catching the same episode. And it's it's not like you know when you're listening to a um a song and you're right in the moment and you're like. Oh, when you listen to yeah. a podcast, you can you can pick up the train of thought there and then and it, it's something that can follow you wherever you are, whatever you're doing. You know, if you're really engrossed in the podcast, you can get out of the car and find unplug your phone and then walk upstairs with the grocery still listening and that's what I've done sometimes is you know keep walking and keep listening and then you know go go and do what you want to do and it follows the podcast follows you around. So I think that a lot of people also get quite attached um, to the routine that podcasts provide in terms of they establish a relationship and a sense of knowing with podcast hosts that uh, podcast hosts may not even realize because they're just – hearing somebody's voice is a very personalized thing, isn't it? It makes you feel yeah. like you you are in the same room as somebody. And so when you're listening to a podcast and that podcast help uh, helps uplift you, then you develop an affinity for that person because – their voice is comfort or calming or inspiring or exciting or whatever it is. Um, and so I think that a lot of people develop relationships of fondness to podcast hosts. Have you found that? Have you had people email you or follow you, find you on social media and tell you that they really enjoy listening?
0: Yeah, and I found that I, I do have really, really deep connections with people that I didn't have before. Uh, and and just what you just said then about listening to it in the car there's another reason as well that that I think I ended up doing this because about four years ago when I was driving to work every day to a job that I hated when I was still stuck in a relationship that was absolutely torturing me it was podcasts that I was listening to that lifted me out of the funk that I was in it it was you know that there were podcasts that really really helped me and there weren't many people around me listening to podcasts when I did my podcast there were still people that weren't listening to podcasts and I've you know educated people in how to go find them which is another thing I think is really important because there's there's this valuable free education for people that they're not going to find in their local community but they can tap into go and go and listen to a podcast that that's really going to support them.
1: And the thing that I like about podcasts too is that you know you're not on Facebook and being distracted by messages pinging left right and center mm-hmm. to you and ads and news feeds you know if if you go into Facebook and you go to watch a video or you know learn something from a particular educational provider coach or whoever quite often you'll go on to watch a video and you know you might watch that 20 minute video and 45 minutes later you've realized you've got side funneled down a rabbit hole and you have ended up messaging four friends and the inspiration that you were focusing in on, let me think about this for my business or personal life has gone out the window because your mind got distracted, you know, it wasn't focused. Whereas when you're listening to a podcast, you know, if you're listening to a podcast and you want to take notes, you know, you don't have anything around you. You can sit there with a pen and paper and your cuppa and actually sit and take notes or really sit and immerse yourself so you're not being distracted by the outside world. You can turn your phone on silent. And so that's why I like it because it's um, really concentrated in terms of where you can focus your energy and your mind. And so I I feel like you can get so much more out of a podcast than you can by going on social media.
0: And and I really get what you're saying there because, <laughs> because there's many times where I go to do something and then I think, how did I end up here? Why am I here? Yeah. <laughs> Bring myself back to what I <laughs> was supposed to be doing. But I have got a huge following on Facebook. so And, and I've got a, a lot of, there's a lot of connection with me on Facebook. So it's not something that I can disappear from. <laughs> because I think that my podcast is, uh, has has built on Facebook as well. But it is something that I'm really trying to be more focused about where I am, where I'm hanging out, because I'm in so many groups. And and I'm still getting people messaging me to join their groups. And I just think it's not really any point in me. I can't add anything more to, I can't be there. And I like to be, I like to be present where I can be. So yeah, definitely podcasts are a great way to, to focus in on what it is that you're trying to learn without all of the other, because yeah, even when you're in courses on Facebook, when I think about it, you're watching everybody's comments, aren't you? And ended up interacting with the comments and, and you're not really, focused on what's being taught i get that yeah yep.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah another thing as well, well with podcasts is that the way i love to listen to them is if i'm washing up doing housework doing doing yeah. the, the things that you might not normally enjoy so mm-hmm. there's podcasts that feel great to listen to when you when you're doing those sort of things isn't there?
1: yeah for sure absolutely can't stand doing housework totally, totally <laughs> distraction yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Now, I want to ask you a couple of questions about the guests that appeared on your po- podcast so far. So I want to know which guests did you never expect in your imagination would end up on your show and did and why? Oh, why this, you is, you this is
0: easy. Yeah. I just wrote about this. <laughs> <laughs> Yasmin Boland, the Hay House author. I've been following her for quite a while. She's a Hay House author. I've loved Hay House for years. And uh, I'd I, I started to get really serious about her moonology and her moon ceremonies when the lockdown started again in, in March 2020. And so I was hanging out in her groups a bit more. I, I, I'd followed her before and I'd caught the odd ceremony, but I wasn't taking it seriously. Then I started to take it seriously and I started to be in her community more. And I thought, Do you know what? God, she'd be a great guest. I'm going to ask her. So I did. And she said
1: yes. And I was shocked. <laughs> it was that easy. <laughs> yep. It's amazing. Sometimes if you're just bold enough to ask, the answer yeah. is yes. Yeah. yep.
0: But sometimes Perfect. we put people on such a pedestal, don't we, that we, we think that they're too big or too great to be
1: asked. Yep. And you got your moonology certification. Have you done anything with that?
0: Not only personally, only for myself so far. Yep. Um, I do share things around, you know, the, around full moons and new moons. I do put up posts on Facebook to encourage people on a on a full moon or a dark moon to release and let go of the things that have been they've been struggling with. So I do use it in sort of educationally, but I haven't been using it. In the way that I was supposed to have when i when I actually registered for the course,
1: right okay, and um in when you look back at the guests that you've had there's a lot so um which can you think of which guest provided you insights into your own life that have been really helpful that perhaps you didn't even expect gave you insights so from the conversations that you had with them. Oh, wow.
0: Can it be a conversation I had with someone who's given me a lot of insights on the episode and out of the episode?
1: Sure, sure.
0: Jo- Joanna Hunter.
1: Okay, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm, <laughs>
0: because yeah. the this stuff I've learned from her has quite literally changed my life.
1: Yep. And that's an ongoing relationship, so that's great because you've you're involved in her world, she's involved in your world, so mm. it's a it's a it's not a fly by the seat of the pants, seat of the night kind of a relationship. It's no, a it really means something to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect, perfect. And um, which episode, if you can think back, was difficult to produce in terms of? The universe kept mucking you around, or you tried to record it in a Mercury retrograde, or something like that. Do you have any interesting, quirky stories about things that almost went wrong that got saved I've at had, the last moment? I've or... had a few of them. Seriously,
0: <laughs> I've had episodes where it one happened last week with one of my authors. We'd <laughs> we'd arranged the interview, and she couldn't get in. And and I said to her, because this has happened a few times now, I said to her, well, there's bound to be a reason. Something else is going to happen when we come off of here, when we give up trying. And then five minutes later, a poem flowed through me or a piece of writing that I ended up sharing that felt profound and and important to share. So it was like, okay, that was the reason. There was another time where I couldn't get into Zoom my side. And when I looked at my phone, there was... um, a chanting session going on and I felt called to chanting so I ended up in this chanting session that I wouldn't have been in had it not happened there's just things that happen all the time so Mm -hmm. I don't care anymore when the tech goes wrong because I know that there's a a bigger purpose for the tech going wrong and it's okay other people might not realize that when sometimes you know I have to cancel because of and it might be irritating for the guests but I always know that you know that there is a a bigger reason so I don't feel bad about
1: it good good well it's good because um it means also that you haven't uh let technology be a reason to get in the way you know a lot of people will go oh god if it does this one more time it's a sign that it's not meant to be
0: and it used to be technology used to be the thing that's held me back I, I've I've always been into technology I bought my first computer when I was 1991 but you know the some of the systems that we've got now are so great aren't they <laughs> but they don't always work the way they're supposed to so I have that's had right. you know I have I've have had to work on being irritated with tech over the last year But, you know, it it doesn't bother me now when I'm creating landing pages and all sorts of things that before I was scared of. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I was doing with email lists. But uh, I'm quite comfortable with all of that now.
1: That's fabulous. That's fabulous. Okay, another question for you. What has podcasting taught you about yourself and your life?
0: Oh, wow. I didn't used to be so vocal about things.
1: I used to hide okay. I
0: used to hide the my beliefs and thoughts and the spiritual woo side of myself, especially yep. when I was even though I was running a charity that was dealing with that we were doing all alternative therapies, there was still an element of me that felt like to be taken seriously, I had to go study that degree that had psychology and the science of mm. the mind in mental health and all of those other things, because I felt like I wouldn't be taken seriously. I think as well, because there was a time, you know, times when I've been called weird because I went off to a meditation class. So there there were things, that was a boss at work in the workplace where they held the meditation. Oh, okay. (laughs) Bizarre. But uh, so so there were, you know, I I used to listen too much to other people's opinions. And Hmm. now I don't give a flying (laughs) poop.
1: Yep. Mm -hmm. That's great. And I think that it's easy to care what other people think. Yeah. And I think it's very human to worry about being seen as weird, being weird. But I think that the more that you embrace your weirdness, the more more you allow your true self to come out and the more enjoyment you get out of life because you realize that it's just about finding other people who are the same kind of weird as you are.
0: And look how many weird people I've attracted into my world. Isn't it awesome? There are so many of us all
1: over the world. (laughs) You're such a weirdo, Katie. (laughs) Uh, Embrace it, embrace it. Now, I have to ask you, one of the things that a lot of people wouldn't know, because on social media and right now, we just see from the chest upwards, Um, is that you have had your ability impacted so you call yourself um, disabled in the current um, introduction to the podcast let us know how has and the answer might be not at all how has your disability impacted upon your ability to create the podcast and what is your advice to others who might like to start a podcast but think they can't because they're disabled
0: I've had to really, really be be aware and careful of my energy and how I feel, and when I'm I'm exhausted, not to push myself. So there have been weeks when I haven't showed up on the day I was supposed to, and that's been okay. I've had to let that be okay, and I've had to also. There have been times when I've packed my diary too much with interviews, and I've realised, you know, this is too much. I can't do this. Other people may be able to do this. I can't do this so mm. so I took it back to only doing a, a maximum of two interviews a week so that because obviously it's not okay. just the interview it's the editing and I don't mm. like to give that to anyone else to do either because I like to edit I really enjoy editing I enjoy sitting and listening to the conversation again <laughs> because when you're part yeah, of it yep. you know you don't always remember what was said so so I enjoy that and I, the, the process of, of putting that together so I can't make it too much for myself but uh equally i don't want you know what i have got physically going on to uh, put me off of 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 dreaming and and creating and and feeling this wonderful about my life because i wasn't ready to roll over and die i knew there was there was stuff inside of me that's needed to come out
1: way too young for that anyway
0: exactly i was ill health retired at 40 I was 48, 48, just as I was graduating with my degree. So, you know, I wasn't ready to give up. I'd only, just, I'd only just built all of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the good thing about podcasting is, like, it's got no age definition to it, you know. Thou shalt no. not need to retire because you hit retirement age.
0: Well, I heard podcasting. something the other day, planning for retirement, and I thought, you know what, I think I'm building something that I don't ever want to retire from. <laughs> i excited yeah, about quick. about what I'm building at the moment. And, you know, I, f- I, f- I think that when you're doing something that you love, you're not even looking at that.
1: No, I think it's a it's a very job-centric concept, retirement, mm. isn't it? It's, well, I think it's, as well because um, I was
0: forced into that thing of being retired mm. early. Mm. I didn't want that. When people retire, don't they give up and die?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, the, yeah. <laughs> Hmm, no. Okay, so I have a couple of more questions and then we're going to move on to the the most exciting stuff at the moment. But I wanted to ask you um, the top five things, if you can come up with five, for top five pieces of advice for people who either would like to start their own podcast or be a guest on a podcast. What would you... I'm going to say number
0: one go and find Anna Parker Naples, who is an absolutely brilliant podcasting coach. And she knows what she's doing. Uh, She's got books out, go and and find her books. And she's got a free community, go and find that Uh, look at what she has to offer. Because I don't think I would have done it this well if I hadn't have had that start with her, if I'd have just, Mm -hmm. you know, DIY'd it. Uh, Number two, don't skimp out with your equipment get some decent good quality equipment uh number three trust yourself and and do it because you love it don't don't do it if you feel like it's a chore i don't think you should even be doing it if if it's a chore and it's just another marketing tool you're adding on and you really feel icky about it don't do it (laughs) Because it will be too much. You will add too much to your plate. You've got to love this to do it. <clears throat> Was that three?
1: Yeah, I think that's three. Yep. Excuse
0: me. <clears throat> I got a frog.
1: So, what about for somebody who wants to be a guest?
0: If you want to be a guest, uh, when you, I mean, for me, I've got I've got a lot of people in my email. I've got hundreds of emails that I haven't even managed to get to. So if you're if you want to be on someone's podcast, get to know them in their community first. So that number one, you stand out and they notice you because in the sea of people that are sending in emails and similar similar things or or not even that a lot of people will ask to be on the podcast but not send you anything. No links, no right. podcasts, you can't connect. Connect with the, the podcaster first. Connect with them on all of their social medias. Learn, get to know who they are and what sort of stuff they're put. Because there's also people who ask to be on the podcast who are not right for the podcast. So, mm-hmm. you know, go and li- make sure you've listened. Don't just copy and paste a message saying that you've listened. Actually listen to a couple of ep- episodes to get the feel and know that it's something that, that fits with you. Because there's no point in being on a podcast that doesn't even fit with with what you do.
1: Mm, Absolutely.
0: Number five, is there anything else? Is there anything I've missed? I don't think I can.
1: That's all right. Perfect. Great tips. So let's move on to this week's exciting news. We have... For those who are watching the video version of this, you can see my screen I have <laughs> on my phone, Evolving on Purpose, Mindful Ancestors Paving the Way for Future Generations. Katie launched her multi-author book. And Katie, congratulations. Holy smokes. Tell us the results.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> we got number one bestseller in 10 categories in Australia. In <laughs> four categories in the UK, uh, three categories in the USA, and one in Canada. We also, in all of those countries, had number one new release. And the new releases as well, best number one new release, we were in ge- a category in Germany and one in France. So in total, we had 18 number one bestsellers and 25 number one new releases which is way more than I expected and phenomenal, wonderful, (laughs) so happy. And I'm so happy that I just helped 20 people become international best-selling authors. That's the the sort of cream on the top for me.
1: Yeah, and you help them not just in one country, in one category. It's like, (laughs) like, whoa. (laughs) How many countries would you like? Here, let me give you a sticker for each one, and you've got stickers. You know, like how they have on the wine bottles, and they get the, the, you know, the gold medal at the such and such, the London Wine Show. Well, this is like your your wine bottle is just littered all over with stickers. It's like I, I think
0: the funny thing is as well. You know, when I was I was approaching people to be in this book, some some people are. Like, oh, how can you? How can you say you're going to make me a best selling author? I was like, I know. And that's probably because I, I I knew I was going to launch it in a similar way to the way I launched the podcast. And I wasn't going to be scared about talking about it. And I've been talking about it since the, the name first, the title of the book dropped into me on a Divine Downloads course with Joanna Hunter. Another reason that I love the woman, because that landed on me in her course. And I had to do something with it. And that was in April. So I've been talking about it since April.
1: Mm, I do remember when you when you it, got those down. Yeah,
0: people were coming in to um, ask me where can I buy the book, and it wasn't
1: you know it wasn't ready
0: yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hold on, hold that thought. <laughs> so I
0: think people have been searching Amazon for it long before it was even on there.
1: But it's not a simple task, is it? You've had to learn how to do this, so it yeah. takes time and investment again, just like a podcast where you've oh, had to yeah. learn the formula for um, what you know. It's You don't just suddenly wake up tomorrow and think i'm gonna do a multi-author book you've got to learn how to do that first don't you so it's again another learning thing this year your neural networks in your brain have just been firing rewiring and learning all new skills and uh there seems to be quite a science in terms of Understanding where exactly to list these books in categories, and how to actually create a community that brings together and creates excitement around a book launch, so that it's not just a "oh, we launched today and nobody buys it." So it's quite quite a technical uh, thing that you put yeah, together. Yeah, and quite
0: quite. I really chose the categories. Um, I chose the categories that I knew that we would be proud to be number one in as well there are some brilliant categories there the 10 categories in Australia in particularly you know neuropsychology and uh, just parenting and emotional uh, wellness and mental health and substance abuse and just really important categories that that I think we'd all we'd all be proud of so yeah there was was quite a lot that went into it
1: and how are your authors Oh, they're all they're all so
0: excited. I think um, I think we're all a bit exhausted (laughs) (laughs) because you know the the launch. If if I was just launching it a book in the UK, it would just be you know in the UK. But I got it. I had to. The launch started for me on Thursday at nine pm because it was nine am in Australia the next day already. Mm. So we were all so excited, and that we were up all hours. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I was gonna say did you actually it sleep went, because...
0: yeah it went across two days I think I slept for four hours the first night because I didn't want to it was it was doing really well and I just <laughs> I didn't want to leave the other because the, there was only two Australian yeah. authors and, and three in New Zealand as well so I didn't want to leave them but equally then I, I thought you know Amazon refreshes every three hours I'm not I can't it was 1 30 when I decided to go to bed 1 o'clock i thought i can't wait another three hours for it to refresh i'm gonna trust this and go to sleep and then i woke up to find that we had number one in 10 categories which was a brilliant way to wake up before we'd even launched in the uk or the rest of europe
1: yeah let i love the fact that you went to sleep and it did its work yeah like isn't that yeah. the definition of <laughs> I know because also I was getting the emails, you know. I'd be like, "Oh, he comes another country, and he comes another country." Like, Katie, are you are you sleeping, Katie? Because I'm getting like emails here in Australia from you, as, as each country launches, and I'm thinking, "Holy smokes, the woman's not gone to bed!" But how can she? Because you're launching in all these different countries. I was like, "Wow!" Like. I I didn't know the whole vision was in all these different markets that you're going to yeah, launch. You know, I yeah. knew I knew the UK and obviously I knew Australia and New Zealand because of the contributing authors, but I I didn't see the big that, picture. That's what again, makes so. this
0: really different as well, because generally someone would go and just launch on .com or, or .co. dot uk, but this is a very different model, and because it's great if you've got authors in some of those countries as well. Because they haven't, mm. you know, they haven't, they haven't just got it in their own country. They've got it internationally. So it, the confidence that it gives them, as well, because they've done it now. So those who've wanted to be authors for a long time, it's a great first step, isn't it? First step, you're an international best-selling author. Now go create whatever you want.
1: Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's not like uh, most people start with a self-published book that um, they buy 400 copies of it and they're forever handing them out for the next 15 Christmases.
0: And I have invited people who've been authors who I've seen who have, I know, have put several books out that are absolutely brilliant and just aren't seen or bought by enough people that I don't think quite understood. Maybe I wasn't clear about it. Or or maybe, you know, maybe they needed to see me do it first.
1: Oh yeah, I think some people have to have to see yeah. it to believe it. You know, yeah, yeah. some people are very much at the believe, and then you see. But other people are very much no. I have and to,
0: I knew I because to... I'd already done it in intuitive mm. knowing the truth when that opportunity came for me. So I I, I saw how it worked, and it was brilliant. <laughs> so when the opportunity came to train and be a publisher, and book titles start started to drop in, it that was a no brainer.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And is the next step for a physical book, or will it just will it remain? Oh, there's a paperback. There will be a paperback. Paperback, Yep. Three or four weeks. Okay, perfect. And um, there's another book as well, just because you know there is. There is. Wow, there there, there will be
0: there will be two more multi-author books because I've got one called Entangled No More, which is around toxic relationships so people who have experienced toxic relationships but not just romantically toxic relationships mm. with their family friends bosses with money and the biggest one where it all starts with the self so mm. i i want people now who will come in and share stories who have overcome these experiences And understand how they've attracted. You know, I've had it all. I've had all, (laughs) all of these going on in my life. So I want, I want people now who can come in and write a chapter. Who can educate? There's a lot of people who suffer from from and and you know toxic relationships is a big thing that people are talking about, isn't it? So there's a lot of people out there that uh, could do with reading a book like this to understand where it's come from.
1: Mm. And, you know, the key of all that is if you have a toxic relationship with yourself, you're sending out a toxic vibration to everyone else and so you can't help but attract other toxic people And into until your life. you
0: learn about energy and how your feelings uh, attract everything in the world, then there's not a lot you can do to change it. It's very, very deep work, <laughs> mm,
1: absolutely yeah you've got to go right to the to the core of 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 the issues, so it's a lot of the the dark shadowy work, and hello, we're in Scorpio season, so perfect time to start thinking about going into the depths of your soul and and looking at why you are the way you are and how to bring to the light the wounds of self. So perfect. Now, I could talk to you all night about all of the projects, but I'm sure that people have heard so far so much that it's time to say you've got so much coming on in the works. There will always be lots of projects with Katy Carey and Sawful Valley coming on in the works. The website, I think, and the Facebook is going to be the number one way that they can stay in touch with you other than the podcast, which they're listening to already. But to really keep coming back and listening to the podcast and going to the website because there's always going to be something happening with Soulful Valley, right?
0: Absolutely. This is going nowhere. (laughs) It's like (laughs) I will not be walking away from it. This is my baby.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So if it's not if it's not the next one, it'll be the one after that or maybe um you'll be interested in a doing your own book. You I think you're going to be doing a um, solo I am starting
0: a solo author group project and I'm doing it in February because um it would be my nan's 100th birthday on the 11th of February and my nan Violet has been my she was my inspiration as as a teenager she she supported me a lot with the things that um that i got to do that were really unusual for a girl from my background and she has supported me in spirit ever since she left this world 19 years ago yesterday so i just I, it, it's all in in honor of her
1: perfect beautiful well in honor of your nan then I think I will hand back to you now and say my job is done to congratulate you for one year of fabulousness with Soulful Valley and wishing you all the very best best for the next 12 months. I can't wait to see what what... Releases itself to your mind, and what can you concoct up and imagine? Because I'm sure there's stuff that is going to come into your world that you haven't even imagined yet. And uh, we'll all enjoy watching it as it inf- unfolds. And uh, I'll be here going, <sighs> "What's Katie? you doing now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Following our dreams.
1: <laughs> it's it's brilliant. Like why why be boring? Be unpredictable." because it's uh, where the exciting stuff happens I mean, once again Katie congratulations on the first birthday of soulful Valley podcast and congratulations on the ridiculous success of your latest book
0: thank you so much Katish bye for now thank you
1: so ask yourself
0: is this for me Thanks for listening to the Soulful Valley podcast. I trust that you will have heard something today that you were ready to hear and that it's made you feel a little lighter, more aligned and connected with your soul's purpose. And you have been reminded of who you really are and the true nature of the power that you hold within you. My aim for this podcast is to bring love, light, wisdom, raise consciousness and ease suffering. If you've enjoyed the show, Go back and listen to some of the back catalogue of previous episodes. Subscribe, follow, rate and review so that you're notified when new episodes drop in and share this podcast with anyone that you think it may help to listen to. You can connect with me at soulfulvalley.com and if you scroll to the bottom of the website, there are links to my social media platforms.